ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Oki Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Oki Podcast. And on today's episode, I got another amazing guest. And you already know how I do, bringing on that heat. And on today's show, I have Shauna Echohawk. Shauna is a commercial diver. And she was also on the Bering Sea Gold show on Discovery Channel. You know, th- it's really great that she wanted to be on the show. So what's up, Shauna? How are you doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. Just up here in uh, Southeast Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> on my secluded island, but we're doing good up here. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, um, co- well, there's right now there's we've been kind of like on quarantine again because there's an outbreak on another island. So so now we're back on it. So now we're on like high alert. So, you know, we're just maintaining up here. Oh, damn. Yeah. There's a bad outbreak on the bigger island. So really? Yeah. Wow. Well, I guess it's spreading around again, I guess. Yeah. But- Did they, uh, <laughs> are they like strict with the mask and everything up there? Well, yeah, they are, but they had like a, like a school wrestling match I guess and like there was an outbreak there I don't know it's just like all bad and when they have like so many cases on the bigger island over there like I think it's like 24 then that means we go on high alert over here so if you travel because you know we go back and forth from the islands then it's a mandatory 10-day quarantine if you travel too so Oh, wow. Yeah. So it sucks. So we're not going to be able to go over there. And, you know, on the other island, it's like where we get our shopping done, like do, you know, stuff like that. So we'll be here for a while. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm sure you'll make it through. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's that <sighs> island life, though. <laughs> Damn. How many people on there? Um, There's like a little over, I think right now, like geez to over 1200 people mm-hmm. it's just like it kind of fluctuates like when the seasons like during the summer season more people come home to fish and whatnot so it kind of goes up and down but a little over 1200 it's pretty small here okay all right well it'll uh, people better stay safe out there you know mask up, yeah stay away from each other <laughs> yeah <laughs> for sure <Damn. laughs> Well, Shauna, um, for the listeners, um, could you tell them, you know, where you're from and, you know, where you grew up and, you know, I, you know, you're Pawnee as well as I am, but, you know, um, did you move from Pawnee to Alaska or? I was born here in Ketchikan, the other island, and I grew up mainly here. Um, my dad, he's Simshian, and so I grew up here in Southeast Alaska. I kind of went back and forth from Seattle a little bit, but. I mainly grew up here. Um, I commercial fish here. I grew up on the boats. I'm a commercial diver. I've been diving over 10 years now. And um, yeah, that we dive just during the winter time. I'm the only female diver on the fleet right now, but there has been previous ones. Um, yeah, I just mainly grew up here. It's this, it's this island is super small. It's super pretty. Um, it's, we have like one lane roads. We have our speed limits, like 20 miles an hour. Um, you got to know what road, like you're on, like which way, which side to like turn off. I mean, like pull over and let the other cars go. We have like one little grocery store. We have a little mini mart. (laughs) 
but yeah it's like a it's a legit like fishing village you know, like majority of people here fish or they dive that's just what we grew up on but I am Pawnee too my mom's from Oklahoma she's an echo hawk and um I have a big family out there some of them I talk to a lot I just haven't even got to meet them yet and yeah my mom's from out there and I've been back a couple times so I need to go back more hopefully whenever COVID calms down I can get out there yeah yeah, I was going to say, um, well, you just talked about how you guys are on high alert now, so you probably wouldn't be able to go to Pawnee Pow Wow, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that July? Yeah, it's uh, the first week of July. Yeah, that's. I was thinking about that, too. And not only that, the heat, the heat. I'm like, oh, my God, I would die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Alaska. You guys be out there in the heat like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's getting hot now it's getting pretty gross out there <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> and is it outside the power outside yeah yeah it's at the uh have you ever been to it or no no you never been to it yeah it's um you know where the football field is right yeah i know where that's at yeah it's where the football it's it, it's in the football field like where they oh, play football okay. yeah so crazy <laughs> got the drum in the center and you got the dancers around it mm-hmm. so yeah dang and Sounds it, hot. it's hot yeah man i bet do you guys have any type of shade or anything <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> dang you see my ass out there with a big old umbrella all super <laughs> i'm about to take one this year like i'm not joking <laughs> <laughs> dang yeah, it's. I wish, man. Well, no, I guess they can't build a shade out there because it's, it's not like it's not our land. I guess you know it's a city football field, so. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, they should just build like an arbor out there, but never mind. <laughs> yeah, dang, that's hardcore. But I want to check it out. I mean, like, definitely, I want to go. I always hear about it. So, you know, and I have so many family that I haven't even got to meet yet. So I need to make my way out there. Damn. Yeah, it's the man of food is amazing, though. That's only I mean, I go for the power. I don't want to say, like, that's the only reason why I go for the food. <laughs> but deep down, like, man, I love that bowl of meat. The meat, meat pies. Bread, <laughs> meat pies. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> But it sucks to eat now in the hot. I was going to say, one of my family members, I forgot where I was at. And I was like, yeah, I'll come down and bring down a bunch of fish. And like everybody got all quiet. We're like, and I was like, oh, you guys don't want it? They're like, no. And I was like, oh, my bad. I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they weren't too uh, eager to try it. (laughs) Yeah, but you got that good fish, though. Like, yeah real you got real fish that you would bring down not the store-bought farm fish crap that we have to eat around here (laughs) yeah super fresh like my cousin here um he goes and sets crab pots and then he goes down to the market he'll he'll boil them real fast and then he'll go to the market and he's like five bucks and you could take a hot crab home that was like just caught within like hours that's really cool oh man yeah i've i'm like I've tried lobster, but I want to try crab meat or just crab legs oh, yeah. in general. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> but I want to try a fresh 
what you were just talking about, just caught, cooked. Yeah. And, you know, I bet it's so different than just the stuff we have around here. Oh, for sure. Like when I travel too, I'm super picky. Like I don't go eat out at other seafood places. I don't know. I guess I'm just like super spoiled up here. Mm-hmm. And so I don't even eat out like at seafood places. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. You know, you mm-hmm. you're you got that fresh caught, just cooked to serve, and it's just like, yeah, I I would imagine like you coming over here and just, nah, I don't want. That's not for me. <laughs> real stuck up. In <laughs> <laughs> some kind of way, dang. <laughs> when did you uh, start? Well, you have you ever like? Was it straight to uh, diving or did you fish or? Well, okay. I grew up fishing. I've done like gill netting with my dad. I've done uh, herring fishing like through Southeast. I've traveled with my fleet like to different places. I've done halibiting. And then um, my dad and my brothers, my dad was one of the first uh, to start diving off the island. There was a group of them. And so he was one of the originals he used to dive for urchins and sea cucumbers and then he taught my brothers and then when my brothers were diving I would be up top tending like up messing with their hoses making keeping them alive mm-hmm. and I just it was so fascinated when they would come up and I would be like tons of questions and I was like you know what I want to dive like I'm gonna dive you know and so I saved up a bunch of money I went to Seattle put myself through dive school bought new gear came back to Alaska and I jumped in right in the middle of a season. Like, you know, so jumped in, my brothers uh, trained me. They were down there, like, show me what to do. And then they were like, all right. And then it was just over from there. I fell in love with it. It's just a whole different world under there. It's crazy. It's like, it's dangerous, but like, I don't know. I feel like I was, I take safety really serious down there. And I was taught by, you know, my brothers and, it's just, it's so crazy. Like down there, we only dive during the winter too. So like we're facing like currents, you know, you have to make sure your lines don't get wrapped. Um, you run into sea lions. I ran into a, a wolf eel one time that had me really spooked. Um, yeah, it's crazy. And then you have to watch your time, you know, like the deeper you go, the less time you have, the shallower you are, the more time you have. So you have a watch. You got to um, do this, just lots of stuff to remember, but it's so like amazing. Like, I don't know. I need to bring my GoPro down more. Um, it's just a whole different world down there. It's just, it's so crazy. Damn. It's definitely. So I've been diving over 10 years now. So um, yeah, it's just, it's the, the season's crazy. Like we'd be leaving when it's pitch black outside and then we'll go to the boats and then we um, travel to wherever that dive area is because it changes. And then we head to sea and we're out there all day and we come back and we're tired and, but it's, I love it. <laughs> wow. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I think, didn't you post that picture of that eel? Did you get a picture? Yeah. Of you posted it? Uh, yeah. So God, wolf eels are gnarly. So I was diving and um, sometimes like, cause we're looking for sea cucumbers. Sometimes you're doing more feeling than actual like seeing. So like there was a lot of kelp. And so I was, I was feeling around in the kelp 
and then I was by a there was a rock and I moved a piece of kelp and this mouse just opened up and I was like whoa and I just like pushed myself back as fast as I can and then um his mouth opened and then it like closed and he came out towards me but it turned and when it turned its body was just like going back and forth like a snake and it was so long and that literally had me spooked the rest of the day like anything that went by me I was like ah oh man yeah so that was pretty crazy and those teeth are just crazy on those they're just super crazy man yeah they look freaking scary man I'd be freaked out too (laughs) yeah for sure (laughs) okay hold on I'll have to open the store real fast Okay. Bear with me. (laughs) Okay, I'm back. (laughs) But we also run into sea lions too, which is like crazy. And those are like 700, 800 pound animals. And they're so agile down there. So like one time I was diving and I felt my fin like it's it felt like someone grabbed like grabbed my fin and shook it so I turned around I thought it was the other diver and he wasn't I didn't see him and then I turned back around and this like 700 800 pound sea line was like in my face and I was like oh my gosh so I had my dive bag and I put it up between us and I didn't really have much in my dive bag because it was like the beginning of my dive and then so she kept on like coming in at me you know and I kept on moving my dive bag like this because she wanted to like take a good look at me mm-hmm. so I um I radioed up because we have radios in our masks and I was like can someone pull me in I was like this I always said she doesn't want me here like I don't know you know so they started pulling me in and so I'm like swimming and then she's like circling me and then she gets next to me and puts her fins out and she's like gliding along with me like this and I was like, okay, I see the boat. So then I um, get to the boat and then she lost interest in me. And then she sees the other diver swimming up and she just beelines it toward him and starts messing with him. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. So sea lions, sea lions are definitely like one of the things that just really spook me. And luckily it wasn't a male because the males are so much bigger. It was just a female. So that's what we have to deal with when we're down there. <laughs> And yeah, I, I, I guess I never would think of stuff like that, you know, cause yeah. I, I've seen your posts and it seems like a really interesting thing to get into diving and all that, but you kind of, well, I kind of just forget about the actual dangers of running into, you know, creatures like that. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, and you see the fish down there and you would think that they would just like swim away from you but they don't they just like look at you and they they're not scared which is weird too you know so it's definitely it's crazy then you just see like everything you see like urchins and you see jellyfish and you just like it's just the world down there is just amazing you know sometimes I I forget I'm working, you know, and I'm supposed to be working, but I'm just like still in awe at everything, you know, then the radio, like get to work. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you like grabbing when you, when you're diving? So we're diving for sea cucumbers and they're like 
mm, they're like bottom feeder type of uh, animal. We sell them to China or Japan, it kind of depends. And they're on the ground. And sometimes you just, well, you grab them and then you stuff, you have a dive bag and you fill your dive bag and you're searching for them constantly. So you fill your dive bag up. And if you have more time on your dive watch, you'll like, you'll, then you'll swim down, you'll swim back to the boat and then you'll hook up your dive bag and you'll be like, okay, there's a bag on the line. And then you grab another dive bag that's on the line and you go back out and you get as much as you can in the amount of time you have. So it just depends like the depth, how deep you are, how much time, you know, sometimes you could score and just find them like super shallow and that's where you prefer but then you can find them really deep, but the deeper you go, it's like more dangerous. You know, mm-hmm. you can't like, if something goes wrong, you can't panic. And like, sometimes things happen where people panic and your natural reaction is to take what's uncomfortable off you. And that's your mask, you know, or if you shoot up too fast, you can get the bends, you know, it's like a lot of, you have to like, no matter what emergency happens, you always have to keep your cool and like, think through what are you going to do? You know? Mm-hmm pretty crazy (laughs) what's the the bins what's that um it's like it's the something to do with like the pressure like um so like when we're diving my watch will say okay time to get back to the boat and then I'll go up to like 15 feet and it's like where the nitrogen leaves your body so I'll hang there at 15 feet and then that's like with the safety stop so then all the nitrogen is leaving your body so if you get the bends it's like an emergency like you come up too fast and then my brothers have got it you can get in like um they'll put you in like an air chamber and they'll put you on oxygen and they said it feels like your your like bones are like I don't know my brother said like being pulled at it's really bad it's really dangerous so yeah it's crazy but I know everything sounds dangerous and crazy but it's you know it's amazing diving's amazing you know and and it's, it's hardcore, but like, I love it. And it's just what we do here. You know, it's like our whole way of life here is just like mainly diving or fishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are like the, yeah, those are the dangers of it though. But like you said, like you're careful with it and you mm-hmm. know, you, you, you understand what you're doing and you don't freak out. Yeah. Like, it, it's a very cool job that you have you know yeah. and, and you love to do it so mm-hmm. and you you know like like you're a pro at it you've been at it for 10 years so yeah and then so last year is when I was did the show actually um the Bering Sea Gold show is they they follow me on social media and they've kind of always asked me and then at that time is when COVID struck so one of our dive seasons just got canceled so they were like hey you want to come up and dive for gold and um, be on the show and it was like at the perfect time and I was like okay let's go they flew me to Nome within two days I was like uh diving you know we started filming like right away and that was like super nerve-wracking and there was just so many things because you know to me to get used to one was the cameras like I wasn't used to that you know another thing is like to have a whole new crew that was crazy because, you know, I feel secure and safe with my crew and I know them. This was a new crew I needed to get used to. And then the fishery was like, quick demo. He's like, okay, this is what you do. You know, quick demo down. They're like, all right, j- go underneath the ice. 
And so it was like a lot to take in. So, you know, when you dive underneath the ice, it's way more dangerous because you have one escape route. The thing, if, you know, anything goes wrong. So, but I knew, you know, I was like in my head, I was like, you know, you could do this. You've been diving all your life. You dive deeper, you know? And so I did it, did the show, whooped ass all season. And it was good. <laughs> yeah. So for the listeners, it's, so what she's talking about is a uh, bearing sea gold, sea gold on the discovery channel. Mm-hmm. And, um, and if you haven't watched it yet, you know, go check it out. I need to check it out. I need to get on discovery plus, I believe, cause I don't have cable. I, I just stream from Hulu and Netflix. Mm-hmm. And so like, I need to get discovery plus and watch it, but I've been like reading about it. And I yeah. knew I read that you were on six episodes. Mm-hmm. And um, so is it okay? So explain it to me. Is it like a competition? Like you're going against other divers or like- um no, it's not a competition. It's it's a show about digging, well, diving for gold. And so there's different crews on the show. So like everybody's trying to, you know, make money and and get as much gold as you can. So like the show shows every all the different crews so I was with the Kellys um and they're kind of like the black sheep the wild ones but they're really cool they're crazy but um I was with them and then they have like I think there was like four other three no three three other four other people groups there so and everybody's just dredging you know like dredging you when you're underwater you have this big like kind of like a vacuum and you're just muscling it and picking up everything on the ocean floor and looking for gold. Like real gold. Like like gold, yeah. Gold is like big up there. There's a lot of people that, you know, I didn't I know I knew minimal and I'm still learning more, but yeah, gold's like super big and like the price is really high right now. So wow. That's how much have you found? Like just with you. Um, well, yeah, I mean I dredged up some like we had a we had a good payout on the times we all because we switched divers we had a good payout it was good like but it was hard for me because they were like did you see it and I think I saw it I feel like I was so new that like it was hard for me to tell but um by the time we dredged it up and then um we they did their thing where they clean it out there was gold there so and they were like, you should look for pickers, like big nuggets. And I was just, I didn't see any, but I was just so focused on like everything else. It was hard for me to, you know, do that little task <laughs> looking for that. <laughs> Damn. Wow. That's pretty cool. How long did you guys uh, film? Um, we were up there. I was up in Nome for like a month. We were diving in like negative 20, 20 degree weather. That was insane. And then. Oh my God. You know, and then when we they picked me up and then we're going past all this ice and I was like, is this the ocean? They're like, yeah, this is what we're, this is where we're at. And I was like, wow. And I've never seen frozen ice like that. We don't have that in Southeast Alaska, even though we dive during the winter. And so it was just so different. And then we would pull up to where we're diving at. We had like our area and we'd walk down and you'd see big cracks on the ice like massive ones and I'm like is this okay like is this normal they're like yeah it's normal I'm like dang it's crazy so it's definitely it was just a lot to take in you know and then it was just like boom boom here get underneath the ice dive here do this and I was like whoa so it was just really it was crazy 
Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was definitely. And then I, when I got to watch the show too, you know, that was like, I don't know, that was crazy to see. And like, you know, it made me think like, damn, you are like, I can't, I still can't believe I did it. But then would I do it again? I probably would, you know, like, I don't know. I just like that. I'm very adventurous and it was just who could say they dove underneath the ice in the Bering Sea, you know, like you only live once. So, yeah, YOLO for real. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So how did they did they just like see your stuff and they just started following you and or um, I think so. I think. I think that's just what it was like I think I was on like a diving page and then they added me on there and then they kind of like watched all my diving and then they asked me and then I was in a season so I said no and then they asked me at the right time and then flew me up there within like a week and I was in Nome Alaska and it was that's it was crazy and um right when I got up there it was kind of like when COVID started hitting so I was up there a month I would have stayed longer but I was like, I need to get up out of here. <laughs> you yeah. know, it was just starting and I was like, it was crazy. So um I headed back. But yeah, you, no, it's a trip. <laughs> and then I'm assuming you filmed that and was it like the first of 2020 then? Uh yeah. So I was there. Yeah. It was just the first yeah, I think I when did I come back? I was up there filming February. February. February, and then I was there a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then it got it out pretty fast. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the show didn't air until, see, the September, I think it was. Mm-hmm. So, would y'all like just stay in a, I don't know, hotel? I don't know if there's hotels up there. In an igloo? <laughs> <laughs> what I want to say. <laughs> My okay. igloo was really nice. Igloo. Story. So y'all had like two story igloos. No, <laughs> no actually, um, they housed me. I I stayed at a house, and I, then I had to stay with them. And then um, housing was really limited there because that's when the Iditarod was coming on, coming through town, ending. So like, it was like housing was really really hard to find. You have to like make sure housing is locked way beforehand so it was really hard i kind of bounced around and toughed it out when i was up there filming what did you say came through i did a rod i did a run what's that that i did a rod that um that race for um with the dogs dog sled race that they go from i don't know where they start like oh and so it was ending a gnome so I was right. The day I left is when the first mushers were supposed to come in. So I missed out. That would have been cool to see, but I was trying to get up out of there. Okay. I got you. Mm-hmm. Wow. I didn't know they did that. Yeah. <laughs> you never heard of the <laughs> I did a ride? Uh-uh. uh-uh. Oh, dang. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. If uh, I'm the only person I didn't know. <laughs> 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 maybe I just maybe I just assumed everybody knows about it, but I'm from Alaska. <laughs> you are from Oklahoma, so yeah, yeah. Well, that's how it is here too. Like we'll have stuff going on here, and I'm like, oh, you don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I I seen a 
another picture where you had a octopus. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> so we do a lot of harvesting here because like, you know, we like to put up a lot of food, you know, we could just like, um, eat later on. We're, we're always putting up fish and lots of stuff. We like to live off the land. So like once a month we get, um, minus tides where the tides go to drop down below than the regular, you know, uh, for the month. So they get in the minuses. So when that happens, me and my friend Hannah, we get our backpacks and head to the beach, no matter if it's pitch black at night or like super early in the morning. And we walk the tide lines and look for big rocks. And so we kind of know what to look for. You look for like crab shells and clams and um, you look for a hole and then like you could we get sticks from the beach and you poke in there and you could actually like sometimes feel the squishy octopus in there we're like oh there's one in there then we like flush it out and then they come crawling out and then you just grab them and then you uh you flip the hood and then we bring them home and then you um we usually like pickle them or we'll eat them you know but we do it like once a month it's just what we do out here (laughs) you know (laughs) different (laughs) what's flip the hood what is that well you turn the hood inside out it kind of like makes it die faster so you like flip the hood and then it's a pretty fast death so oh humane death so yeah i mean okay i guess (laughs) in a way but yeah yeah but you know we we just harvest a lot and then the next season coming up is salmon season's coming up so we're going to be putting up fish um berry season's coming up so we're going to be putting up jams we just whatever season it's always we'll try and harvest if you ever come down you bring some uh, pickled octopus i want to try it try it okay all right I'll wait <laughs> i'm gonna but... hold you to that <laughs> is it how, do you like it is that your no <laughs> you don't like it okay no, i don't mind. like it Pick... no well, you already you're already in it now oh like, you god already i'm already committed <laughs> i guess yeah well i don't like it pickled but i do like it like how my brother he had, he makes this really good fried octopus but as far as the pick uh it's not for me Damn. but no don't worry i'll bring you down some <laughs> i got i got you <laughs> <laughs> me and my big mouth <laughs> I thought yeah. it was like a. I thought it was a deli. I thought everyone loved it. <laughs> it's a. I feel like. I, I mean, everybody does love it here. Uh-huh. Uh, to me, it's like an acquired taste, I guess. But. I don't well, I like know. I like pickled things, like pickle, like pickles, or uh, what is it? Uh, pickled okra. Mm-hmm. Pickled eggs are okay. I guess mm-hmm. I've ate a few, but they're kind of. I never have. I don't, that sounds horrible. <laughs> well, now I'm kind of regretting wanting pickled octopus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to make sure when I come down, I'm still going to bring a bunch of like seafood, you know. So I'll let, have or let the family try the brain. Yeah, if, if they don't want it, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like if they if they're still uh, nah, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> I will take that fresh seafood <laughs> for sure. Yep, I'm already planning on it. Like bringing down a bunch and doing kind of like a big feast for everybody. Let yeah. everybody try. What would you bring? Uh, I would bring halibut. I would bring probably some king salmon. I would bring 
smoked salmon. Dang, I would like, I would bring as much as I could. Mm-hmm. And I would just do a big spread, you know. But I don't know. I feel like, because a lot of people are like, oh, I don't eat seafood. But I'm like, no, but you haven't had it how we cook it. So I feel like I could change a lot of minds if I, if uh, we did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah they, they've never had, you know, like I was saying earlier, the, the things you have like right there to you that are available. Mm-hmm. Like people don't understand. They're like, oh, seafood's all the same. It's like, no, like <laughs> if yeah. it's right there and then you catch it like right there and then you cook it in a certain way or whatever, like it's so different. Like, yeah, we have like, I feel like we have the, but like the best smoked salmon too. Like mm-hmm. it's so good. So whenever I travel, it's my thing. I always bring some with me and I'm always gifting it to people and people go crazy over it. It's so good. So I'll definitely bring that out there when I go out there. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yes. I like smoked <laughs> salmon. I've, you know, we've had it here, but I'm assuming, yeah, it's, it's not going to be the same smoked salmon you bring. Mm -hmm. yeah i I can only imagine what it tastes like (laughs) heaven (laughs) (laughs) i've never had halibut oh that's so good that's probably like my favorite fish to um eat because i have this really killer recipe called halibut olympia and it's like oh my gosh it's crazy good um halibut one of my cousins just went out actually halibuting um yesterday hopefully i can score some from him mm-hmm. i think i'm gonna trade him we're gonna barter i have an octopus in my freezer i think i'm gonna trade him an octopus for some halibut <laughs> <laughs> hey i've seen um action bronson you know who action bronson is right mm, sounds familiar he's a rapper but like he he lives or he's from brooklyn and he was a chef like before that and well he wasn't like a chef I don't believe, but he was, he cooked a lot. He cooked in restaurants and like, then he moved to rapping. He was a rapper. So there's mm-hmm. this episode on um, Jimmy Kimmel, not Jimmy Kimmel, but Jimmy Fallon, I believe. And he's cooking octopus and he makes it look so delicious. Like he mm-hmm. puts, uh, what is it? The corks, mm-hmm. the corks to soak up whatever it is that needs to be soaked up with octopus. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's like laughing at him, like, he don't know what he's doing, but he's talking like, like this is what you do, like this is what we did, and all this. Everybody's like, why, why are you using like corks to do that? And he's talking about like sucking out like the juice, or I don't know, I don't know. I have to watch it again, but it looks so good how he was making it. Yeah, my brother uses that uses corks too. Mm-hmm. I forgot, I forgot to ask him why, um, or he might have told me I probably wasn't listening, but he uses it when he cooks his. So I don't know. I have to ask him now when I. this and find out why (laughs) how do you do you just fry it up you just fry it up or what um yeah he fries it up he has a he well first you boil it for 45 minutes and then all the skin comes off and then you take the skin off and just just the meat and then um he has his own little special recipe he does and he fries it up and it's really really good Mm. and then the other way my friend hannah she pickles it she has her whole secret recipe that her grandma probably sent her from generation to generation and she'll even give it up (laughs) she kind of just does her thing and then uh, once it's pickled and then you know then you pressure cook it and then people people want it you know we like 
we could sell it, we could trade it for other seafood, you know, but it's good to have food like that, you know, especially when you're here in Alaska, like you want to go to the other, the big grocery stores because it's cheaper and everything, but so it's easier just to harvest a lot of good food and put it up and then you can eat it all year long, you know? Yeah, we do a lot of, we put up deer meat too. Um, Deer season, a lot of people put that up. It's pretty big. Do you hunt at all? Um, I have not yet. I always, I'm on the, I'm, I don't know. I go back and forth about it because I'm a, I am a big animal lover. And then I was like, you know what? I should go. I want to go get my first deer. I want to gift it to some elders, you know, because, you know, all, everybody else, like my whole family are hunters. And, but then I think my one time, one time my dad was like, no, don't do it. Cause you're going to cry. And I was like, dang. <laughs> And I thought about it and I was like, well, do that was like, do they like struggle? Do they suffer? He was like, well, some do. And I was like, well, I don't know now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I'm on the fence. I don't know. I think it's amazing that, you know, during hunting season, I would love to go out and experience that, but we'll see. We'll see how next season. Yeah. That's always the thing with me too. Like, I, I don't think I could. I mean, I know like hunters are doing what they have to do. Like if you're uh-huh. strictly a hunter, you know, and you provide that for your family. So you're doing what you need to do in order to get this meat. So, and I always go like, you know, it's, it's really, there's a difference between hunting and killing for like, the, like the trophy hunters, you know, yep. that, that's disgusting. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. So do I. Yeah, you know, I can't. I can't stand that. You know, we're taught. You know, we only take what we need. You know, that's a big thing. And you know, we're not doing it for sport. And you know, up here we harvest all the time off the land. And even when we get octopus, you know, we still give thanks. You know, like thank you. You know, yep. so it's really big here. On um, we don't just do it just to do it. It's because we need it, and you know, we provide for our families and all that. Yeah. Yeah, it's always good. That's what I would do. Like, I mean, like, <clears throat> if I was like a big hunter, I would understand like this is for us. Or, and then yeah, give thanks because you know, give that respect to the animal that's given itself to us in a way. Mm-hmm. So, and for I just sure. wish like people wouldn't trophy hunt and all that bullshit. No, so, I agree, hundred percent. Man, so like probably go back to your diving like um you went to school and how long was how long were you in school for it um when I flew to Seattle I think my to get certified was 10 days of class I think and they get you learn how to rescue dive um that's I earned a rescue card an advanced open water and a regular open water I believe and luckily I was the only one in my class at that time not a really cool um instructor that got me through the class and um you did a lot of uh like half the day was in the pool just going through maneuvers and but the thing is when you get certified down in Seattle is they teach you through scuba so you have like the big tanks on and the mask like with the um regulator like the thing in your mouth and then when you come up here to Alaska, we dive with a different system. So it's different. They train you one way and then you come up here and then you get thrown in a whole different way. 
So it's kind of like, you have to unlearn a couple things. So it's crazy. You know, we've had a few deaths, um, people, you know, like diving serious, if you're going to be in it, you know, and it's dangerous and, but it's just, it was, it's crazy. Like we have these long hoses, my, our hoses are 200 foot that connect. You could have two divers down at a time. And then these hoses are connected to us that has our air. And then we have an emergency bailout that's on our back. So let's say something happened to our air and our, and our compressor goes out up top and there's like, there's no air. And then, you know, your mask sucks your face and then you could hit your emergency bill out and that gives you enough air to like come up, you know? And so you, those are really big too. Like everybody wants to make sure your bailout's full, you know, in case anything happens. And sometimes when it's really cold, your lines could freeze up and then you get no air, you know, you just, it's crazy. Wow. <laughs> yeah wow. <laughs> so 200 foot hoses you drop down and then usually the divers they go separate ways because you know and then you just go and what I do is like sometimes the current's really strong like I'll drop down and that current just brings me back so what I do is I swim against it till I get to the end of my 200 foot hose and then I'll work and I'll let the current bring me back too and so it's always hard to because you're working and your head's down to figure out what way to even swim back to the boat so sometimes you have to like grab your hose and like pull it and figure out where the boat's at and then go that direction toward the boat so yeah it's a lot a lot to learn <laughs> when you're down wow. there mm-hmm. man and then class was 10 days mm-hmm. 10 days, 10 days. Yep. Um, I did my rescue dive on Alki Beach. They took me out there and um, I had to like, uh, I had to like watch someone go down and then go find her and do like a pattern underwater to like find her and then grab her and like bring her up. And she kind of struggled and um, drag her in from the top of the water. And then they even had me put her on the beach and like carry her up. It was all super dramatic. <laughs> and it was it was crazy though you know they teach you all this type of stuff you know and for my deep dive they had me dive down to 120 feet I think it was and um got to experience that um what else did they have me do under there um learn how to read a compass under there you know and it was crazy it was like a lot of things you have to learn for um to get certified and then you go up in southeast and it's like dead of winter when we go to work you know we're diving and it's cold out we're like let's jump in the ocean <laughs> you know <laughs> and you see all this sea life you know it's crazy so how long did you did you so you finished diving school and then did you just go straight back home and start like right away yep right away they like, were my brothers were already in a season and so I came back and within like days, cause I put my gear on the boat and then I suited up and, you know, and my brother was like, let's go. And then, um, Johan and Santana jump, like they would take turns jumping in with me. And, you know, the first couple dives, they just dove with me and I stayed by them. And then I got the hang of it and learned and then got better and better and start venturing off. And then pretty soon it's like, they're retired and, I'm the only one in the family. Well, from, you know, my dad and my brothers, I'm just the only one still diving and I've been going over 10 years. It's been quite the ride. Mm -hmm. So like what, <clears throat> after like, you know, you got your feet wet, 
no pun intended. And, um, <laughs> you know, after like, uh, um, your brothers went down with you the first few times, like, what was it? What was your thoughts when like you were there by yourself? Like you finally got to start doing it by yourself. Oh, I mean, it was, it was definitely intimidating. It was scary, but you know, you always, I always say like, if you're a diver, you can't go in scared. You just, you can't, you know, you're and so I would just put my head down and like focus on what I needed to do, focus on my work. And like, you're constantly working and looking for cucumbers and watching your lines and you're talking to them on the radio. And I don't know, I just got so comfortable with it. And then it got, I got good and it was fun to like compete against my brothers. You know, like it was so fun and the veteran divers, whatever diver we had, like it was always like the best to go because at the end of the day we weigh out all our product and like when I would be like the top one on the boat that was like amazing you know because I'm a woman you know and I'm like oh yeah eat it <laughs> that would make everybody <laughs> so I was always and I got good you know and I got comfortable and I just really like fell in love with it mm-hmm. what's the deepest you've ever gone um well to get certified they make you dive the deep um your deep you have to you have to complete a deep dive it was like 120 but on accident one time I was actually kind of diving down a cliff kind of and I looked I was picking cukes it was really good and I looked at my watch it was like 89 feet which is pretty damn dangerous you know so my time was going by fast so as soon as I saw that I was like oh so I started swimming up you know and you know, the deeper you go, it's just way more dangerous. And the deeper you go too, it's also, you could feel it like the temperature through your suit, like it gets colder and it gets darker. And then your visibility isn't as far. And it's like this eerie, eerie quietness. The deeper you go, it's crazy. Oh my God. (laughs) Man, I'm kind of just thinking about it. Like I'm kind of freaking myself out. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not for everybody. I'll tell you that, you know, and then you feel, you know, if you're not, if you feel claustrophobic, it ain't for you either. Cause you have, you know, you have this mask on, you have all this gear and then like, if something goes wrong, your natural reaction is to take off what's, you know, so yeah, I had a close call like two years ago, which is pretty scary. It was my only close call but that was pretty intense what happened well I just dropped down I was in like 40 43 feet of water and I took off from the boat and um I was finding piles of cukes and I was just like there was like six of them at a time and I was like oh this is really good so I was just going from each pile shoving them in my bag and I was about to about at the end of my hose and all of a sudden I hear this pop and I was like what that it was loud and I was like what the heck was that and I dropped my bag and I was like looking around it almost sounded like a seal bomb like you get though these big seal bombs they're kind of like these big loud firecrackers Mm. in the water people have right and then I was like about to talk to my mask and be like what was that and then my mask just stuck to my face and I was like and I was like oh man so I I already dropped my bag so I started coming up slow already and I was like all right stay calm and I was like, you have a bailout, you know, I'm talking to myself and I'm coming up and I'm looking up and I can see the light up 
and then um, I'm on top of the water and I hit my bail out and I'm thinking it's full of air and it gave me two breaths just like that and then it malfunctioned and I was like oh my god and I'm thinking I was like my whole thing was like stay calm stay calm so even though I had no air I'm coming up slow because you don't want to because you can see your bubbles you don't want to go past your bubbles and I'm watching my bubbles and I'm not breathing and then I get up to the about the last 10-15 feet and I book it and I just swim to the top get up top rip off my mask and by then it was choppy on the water. So waves are hitting me and I'm trying to wave. And I'm also trying to release. You have a weight belt that you can just release and it helps. And I'm struggling with it and I'm trying to like release and I'm trying to like wave. And I finally see the tender who's on top of the boat and takes care of everything. He like points and they see me and they're like, oh, she's in distress. So I was already out of breath and I'm already swallowing salt water. So they grab my hose and they pull me in as fast as they can. So that brings me back under the water and I already had no air, you know? So then I get to the ladder and I'm so exhausted. And I just remember like slumping over it. And I remember looking up at them and I just kept, I just heard them. They were like, Shauna, we can't reach you. Shauna, step up. And I was like, I can't. I was like, I'm so tired. And I was like slumped over and then finally, with everything in me, I step on the ladder and I just see hands and they grab me. They like rip me out my suit. And then I was like pooping up salt water. But, you know, it was if I didn't remember my training and if I didn't stay calm, then things would have been a lot worse. And, you know, and when you get in this, like things like this happen and I've been diving over 10 years. It was my only close call. You got to say it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so, yeah, that was pretty like that had me spooked, you know, for a while. And I was like questioning, like, am I going to still dive? And then, and then they had another opening and everybody's like, are you going to dive? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to face my fear. Like I'm not. And then I dove and I was back in it, but you know, stuff like that happens, you know, it comes with the territory. It's not going to always going to be all rainbows and butterflies, you know? So that was definitely a, a, a scary one. So then to finish the story so I'm puking up salt water and then the whole they radio on the fleet and I was like oh god I was like don't don't radio don't radio and they were like we have a diver that's injured and like everybody the whole fleet was like record scratch stop who is it and they're like Shauna and I was like don't say my name don't say my name <laughs> you know and they were like Shauna and that immediately I think you know because I'm the only woman everybody was worried um to be safe they took me in on the rescue vessel um and I was like on the boat and I was still peeking up salt water and it was like super dramatic and they like met me at the dock with the ambulance and I was like oh my god this is horrible so it scared everybody but I was okay I didn't even need oxygen it was just like you know I handled everything like I was supposed to you know my tender and them they did what they were supposed to do exactly you know so it was crazy but that was my probably my close my close call <laughs> wow man that just sounds scary oh my god <laughs> what yeah why does the why did the mask like get stuck in oh your face? so that pop so that pop was um because you know we're connected to our air hoses and so what that pop was is my air hose um the connection 
was just, it malfunctioned, it was old and my air hose popped off of its connection. So my air hose was just gone and it was pressure. So that loud pop was just that pressure, it blew off of it. And that's what I heard. And I couldn't figure out, you know, what the heck was that? And luckily that air hose, it's also connected to my gear. There's like a latch, like a, um, so that's, I was still connected to it. So when they pulled me in, I was like, it was good to go. You know, mm-hmm. luckily I was still connected to it. Cause if I wasn't, I would have just been there with, you know, you know, so Whoa. crazy, right? <laughs> Damn. That is crazy. Oh mm-hmm. my God. When, when was that? How long ago was that? Um, two years ago. Two years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good thing you were like a seasoned veteran, you know, yeah, when that happened because sure. you did stay calm and, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Yeah, I would be the one to freak out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, you know, and I just remember in my head, like, that was my thing I was like stay calm and I was like you know that was it's hard to do that when you don't have no air and then I was like I remember just looking up and just seeing the light up there of like you know and I was like all right let's go you know and I was swimming in you know the last 10-15 feet when it was just unbearable not to breathe I just booked it but that wasn't you know it was shallow so it wasn't bad so booked it and I remember just ripping my mask off and then of course it was all choppy up there and then you know you have weights on you you're wearing a weight belt I have like 45 pounds of weight and it's usually an easy release but I think it was just because the waves were hitting me I just couldn't release it so yeah it was pretty pretty intense wow how long is the season like how long are you we start diving like October and then it could last up to like January, February. We also have another one that we dive called uh gooey ducks. I've done it a few times. I'm not like um everybody else. They're like they have some hardcore gooey duck dive here's man like hardcore. These guys are just what they do underwater is crazy. It's different. So you're weighted down when you jump in. You don't have fins. So you're actually like walking around underwater. Whoa. you're weighted down and so that makes it super dangerous you know because like usually your fins could get you everywhere so you're walking and then you are looking for these indents like these little holes in the sand and you that's where these gooey these clams are and then you have an actual like long hose that's blown out water so you have that with you too and then you position the hose and you see these holes and you're like and you radio you're like turn on the hose and then they turn on and a blast of water like comes out the hose and you put your hand in that hole and you could actually grab like the necks of these like clams these gooey ducks and then you use the water that's coming out to like carve out the sand so you could pluck them out and you put them in your bag and then so you're doing that you got to remember where the beds are you got to remember like make sure you're doing it to like where the sand's going a certain way and it's crazy that one's intense too so wow mm-hmm. think, you think i'll try that well i've done it a bunch of times I just oh, have you? As as, i'm just not i don't i don't love it like cucumbers <laughs> i mm-hmm. think it's harder you know and then not only that is i've used i've used everybody else's like wand their with their hose and i need to get my own custom one that fits me too i feel like the one i got was like 
I was using like my brothers and it was too big for me. And I mean, I, I go out, I still do it, but not as much really. I'm kind of mm-hmm. like, I just stick to cucumbers. Cucumbers is my thing. And then, so you'll do like October to January or something. Mm-hmm. And then you're just off for the, um, you will the off and then so right now we're getting into salmon season in the next couple months. So then we can start, um, gill netting. And then I usually go out with my dad and gill net with my dad out there. Mm-hmm. But I did want to this season, like my hopes was to go and um, on a boat up in Bristol Bay and go tending. It's another, another fishery. What is it? It's called tending. It's like, tending. yeah, you're on like the bigger boats and then the smaller boats basically unload all their fish to you. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. But I just wanted to like get some, I have a GoPro and like, I wanted to get some footage from up there and do some stuff for like my YouTube channel. I'm a start. So and it's a really mellow fishery, but I just wanted to get up and see that area. Mm-hmm. So like when you're, when you're in a season, are you living on the boat too? Or are you um, just it, back and forth? It depends. Like if we're, here on the island let's say i'm fishing with my dad and we go to the back side of the island like we'll stay on the boat um if we're fishing in the front of the island we have we can come home just depends like back in the day no one came home we would just anchor up you have the option of just you could just anchor up at night in like a cove um if i went up to bristol bay tending i'd be living on a big boat for like three weeks what an interesting <laughs> job man you have that's freaking awesome though <laughs> I would love to try it, man, but oh, I, I think I'd freak out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a unique lifestyle, you know, and I feel like, you know, I have my Alaska Shauna page has been, I created like a fan base after doing the show and I don't know, everybody's just like fascinated with like my everyday life, like this is what I do up here and everybody's like, that's so amazing and I, I don't know, I'm just so used to it that like it took that people like being like dang what you do is crazy and so I was like well let me show you guys so I start showing everybody a lot more like what I do I'm gonna create the YouTube um pay I mean yeah the YouTube channel which I did I need to start start content and like it's just a unique lifestyle what we what we do up here you know Mm -hmm. on this island definitely so when you're not when you're off or whatever, you know, you're off time, what do you, what's, what's, what's your, what's fun to do up there? What do you like to do? Um, um, I'm really, well, the gym is like the only thing that we're doing. We're working out a lot right now. Um, it was shut down because of COVID, but they opened it back up. Um, we mainly just, you know, on the Island, we're always on the beaches. We're always harvesting. That's like our main thing. It's like, I probably go to the beach like every other day. And I was just there yesterday. It's just, you know, walking the trails. Um, it's a small village. So, you know, family is like 98% of the community, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's that island life, you know, sometimes I miss, well, I, I do miss like regular things. Like I can't go to, like the movies here. I can't go bowling. I don't have like, I can't just go to the store at, you know, 11 at night. I mean, they have these little tiny stores here, but it's like those ones they have from out of someone's house you know it's like those really tiny ones you know but there's things like I really do miss that I wish I could do mm-hmm. definitely a different different uh, type of lifestyle up here yeah yeah mm-hmm. wow so no movies 
No. Well, I mean, like the world right now, there's no movies anyways. So yeah. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but we can go, we can take a 45 minute ferry to the other island and it's bigger and they have like a Walmart there and they have a McDonald's and they have like um, some restaurants. So, I mean, like we go, we can go do that. But right now, because of the outbreak, like no one's trying to go over there. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the other island? Like what's a, what's that one called? It's called, it's called Ketchikan. Ketchikan. Yeah. And it's, uh, it has, it's where the airport's at too. And um, they have some bars over there and restaurants and some clothing stores. And it's like, I feel like it's like the main hub to like all these other small villages we have around here, all these other small towns. So everybody kind of migrates to Ketchikan to get all their, their main shopping done. And then you take ferries or float planes to all these other little islands. And there's a mm. bunch around here. That's crazy. Different, different right? Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't know. I just thought it was kind of the same everywhere, but like, I didn't know you like <laughs> you had to catch that ferry to go to the other Island. So. So when I was just out, I was just, I went to Colorado to see my son and all that. And I was in Arizona and Seattle. Well, when I went to Colorado and I was in my Uber, I was like so car sick. I was like <laughs> in the back seat dying. I'm like, Oh my God. Cause I'm not used to going past 20 miles an hour. So like I was so car sick and it the elevation was killing me too. Like the elevation was no joke because we're at sea level here, you know. So the elevation, I was like just miserable for a couple of days. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, I remember you at the beginning, yeah. You said the speed limit's 20, 20 miles an hour. Yeah, people don't think about like little things like that, you know. It's just super different. <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> yeah, you're just in your Uber, just <laughs> sick so sick oh my god wow yeah i never (laughs) i would have never thought like oh man that's so crazy dang he's probably going like what 60 50 (laughs) (laughs) yeah yep and it was a good it was a good like 25 minute ride from the um airport when i flew into colorado oh and the elevation I feel like I'm super sensitive to like elevation because like my ears are popping like crazy on the plane because my ears are already sensitive because of my diving, you know, Mm. and so it was just different. Like I felt super out of breath out there all the time. It was just, it was crazy. (laughs) Yeah. When I uh, went to New Mexico my first time, it was, I got sick too. Like, I didn't know why, you know, I didn't know uh new mexico had like a high elevation i mean i had like i was nauseous mm-hmm, and, that's I how had I to, and i just had to lay down i felt like and not move a lot and it was just i was like why am i feeling like this it was really weird and then uh somebody was like oh it's the elevation you're not used to that and i was mm-hmm. like well what the hell is that <laughs> 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 yeah like it sucked and like my dad was like thought i was faking he was like <laughs> you're not sick you're not this and i was like because he felt fine but he's been like he's been everywhere like he knows what that is i'm from pawnee so i didn't know like what that was and then i just had to lay down for like three days (laughs) dang (laughs) that's crazy yeah so yeah and like yeah it's even higher in colorado i know that too Uh mile high city Mm -hmm. yep Mm -hmm. 
so were you you're talking about your ears so yeah ears are like well I mean so a long time ago I I my eardrum before I got into diving I blew out my eardrum and I have a patch on my right ear so I feel like with that patch like in my diving I have to really baby it because I can get ear infections really easy so after when I'm done diving I like make sure I clean out my ear and all that too so and I just feel like I don't know like it's just more my ears are more sensitive now because of all the years I've dove you know mm-hmm. how'd you and blow your eardrum oh geez I don't know I always had ear infections when I was little and I just <laughs> when you're popped and then I had to get a patch in it and then I still wanted to dive and I was like can I dive they're like yeah, you can do whatever you want. And I was like, let's go. So, and that's crazy, man. That's that's really cool, though. What you do, like, what all you've been through, and what all what all you've done, and mm-hmm. like, it's just like so crazy hearing all these like experiences, like with diving and just I don't know. You just never think of like like sea lions or yeah. Uh, that's so that's so gnarly. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a unique you like very unique lifestyle and it's been really fun to like with my Alaska Shauna page it's been really fun to like share everything you know all these experiences and makes me realize it's because it's so normal for us here you know but to everybody else it's not you know and it's even cooler I have a lot of fans from like the UK and like other places and that's freaking awesome <laughs> you know so I made some really cool connections and just really I'm just really documenting like everything I do and I met um this person I'm kind of doing some projects with and he gave me a GoPro and he's like start filming I'm like I'm on it so we've been I've been trying to get a lot of uh footage of different things mm-hmm. yeah you have to follow on YouTube I haven't like checked it out or anything yeah I only have one video so far so I'm oh, still you- getting yeah, it's just, I just got the GoPro, so we've been, I've been, like, um, getting some footage, but uh, we'll be putting up videos, I think, fairly shortly. Cool, cool. Got anything coming up, or any um, last, like, things you want to talk about, or anything? I am slowly, I've been talking about it forever, but I am working on a clothing line. Um, it's been really a struggle, just on the whole business aspect, like, I have the ideas and everything, but to actually deliver and do all that stuff I've been struggling but it's coming along and I'm really excited about it it's a fisherman fisherwoman clothing line and um I also have a new manager actual manager manager who's going to be starting to like push like my content and just like me out there so that's super exciting and um you're going to see a lot more this is like just the beginning of everything so Mm -hmm. it's going to get pretty exciting what's your clothing line called Ocean Elite. Ocean Elite. Mm-hmm. So it's like for—is it clothes Fisher- or is it like? It's clothes, like starting off with like you know, like hoodies and sweats and all that, and it's for like hardcore fishermen and really hardcore fisherwomen, and you know, especially the fisherwomen, because I know some—I mean, like amazing Alaskan women that are like running boats and like doing what I do and. I feel like it's, I really want to show them, show that, like, that's what we do up here. So mm-hmm. it's, it's coming along. It's going to be super exciting. Man, that's freaking cool. Mm-hmm. That's really awesome. Yeah. Dang. When, a, when do you think that'll come out? 
Well, I'm just, I, I had a logo, like I, I've been working on my logo and, you know, and I, I had a lot to learn just creating a logo and um, I had one and then I sent it to my brother, my older brother, Grant, and um, he like looked at it and he would, cause I'm working with him and he's like, I don't love it. And then like that kind of like everything crumbled and I'm like, damn it. So now I'm back to the drawing board. Cause like, you know what they, they have, my brothers have a lot of input, you know, and they're all so I'm and I didn't totally love it either so I guess I'm just starting again so I think once I get my logo done then I know what I'm putting out my first what I'm putting out so mm -hmm. I've been working on it and I'm pretty close right now too so we'll see what your, be... your logo look like uh it's a secret oh <laughs> <laughs> you'll see soon you'll see soon <laughs> definitely oh so you're building yeah. off of that you didn't mm -hmm. scratch it off you didn't scrap it mm -hmm. i can say i totally scratched it so oh, like okay. yeah and i wanted it to be super unique with it you know so it's coming along i think it'll be pretty short pretty short time i'm gonna be putting something out there and everybody even with my fans it's been really cool and even if they're not fishermen or fisherwomen they're like we want something like give us something you know that we could support you and i've been feeling the love you know they they've been there and i'm so thankful like you know if i didn't have like all these people like we want more we want to see what you're doing like i wouldn't have kept on you know like with all the filming and you know showing everybody my life i just would have been like you know but everybody wants to see it and i'm like this is pretty cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> man that's what's up man i love i love seeing that man i love hearing that no like it's really great that um like you've started all this just from doing what you you love to do and like something that you wanted to do you know diving you know and it's yeah. brought you to all these opportunities so mm -hmm. that's that's really great you know yeah it's just really been snowballing you know like um like so many things you know I didn't think it would be be like this you know I didn't think like I would have to create like a fan page you know because it was just crazy like I just thought I would just do a quick thing for the show and that'd be it and then everybody's like so like we want more and even it's crazy too is like someone even started a petition on um the Bering Sea Gold show they're like bring Shauna back <laughs> like <laughs> crazy like I didn't expect that it's like the love's been unreal you know everybody just when they think of like a fisher woman like they didn't think like how like hardcore like I am you know they think like fishing pole and you know but I'm like in there and I'm a diver and they're like this is what you do for a living and I'm like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's crazy they just think of a fishing pole <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's what I thought too, but I had a, I had a, a teacher at, in uh, IIA and he was talking about, he was a fisherman, but I can't remember where he was at, but he was like telling us like, yeah, you know, it's, we stayed on the boat and, you know, we net these fish and we, you know, and, you know, they would sell them, you know, and mm -hmm. I didn't really quite grasp what he was talking about, but I still like kind of had a, I guess an understanding of what he said like yeah we'd stay on a boat for a limit over an amount of time and then we just be there night and day you know <laughs> just living there and yeah catching these fish and selling them and it, he's like yeah it's good money you know if you guys want to 
do it, you know, just go for it. But I was like, yeah, that sounds easy. But when people explain what they do, it's like, okay, I don't think I could do that. I'm not built for that. Yeah, definitely. You know, there's people that like go out fishing and, you know, just can't even handle like being seasick, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's definitely not. I mean, it's a lot of people go up and just can't do it. Yeah. It's different way of life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I understand now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Man. Well, Shauna, thank you so much for coming on and just letting everybody know like your lifestyle and I'm really excited for you for your future and I hope nothing but you know great things to keep coming your way and to always just keep us informed and looking forward to the videos and Mm -hmm. and once again like you're welcome back anytime you know and welcome back anytime to let us know like what's going on or, or just come on and have a conversation you know I enjoy hearing you know, all this, all these interesting things about, you know, like <laughs> the, the, the sea life, I guess, or the diving. <laughs> yep, for sure. so really... Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Did you want to um, shout out your social, social media? Yeah. So everything? you can follow me on Alaskan Shauna on Facebook. And then my Instagram is S907. And then soon to be, it'll do Alaskan Shauna on my YouTube page. And I'll get something up there soon. But yeah, a lot of big things are happening and make sure you follow. Yeah. Make sure you follow her and be in a loop and look out for her clothing line and all the videos that she's going to post. So, man, I can't wait. I can't wait to support you. I'm I'm supporting you right now, you know, but to buy some merch from you. I think that's really cool. Yeah, definitely. um, and I won't forget about that octopus that you uh, we talked about earlier. Oh, too. oh yeah, I thought you forgot <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> yep. We we'll have to Chris post a vid. We we'll have to post a vid. Yeah, you have yeah. to go live. You do it too. <laughs> oh my god! All right, yeah, you're gonna hold me to that. I believe. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I'll send you a picture of it after. Actually, I have some in my fridge. I'll show you a photo of what it looks like. Yeah, send me the picture and I will post it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, it was good talking to you. All right, well, um, everybody, if you're not following Oki Podcast, please go do that. It's um, Instagram page, Facebook page. My personal is Russell Sun Eagle. I'll add you back. Just hit me up. Um, If you're not following or subscribe to Oki Podcast, it's across all platforms. Go subscribe, rate, review. And once again, go follow Shauna. She's a great person and she's doing a lot of great things. And man, it's really empowering to see that. And so, yeah, I guess until next time, everybody, peace.